the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high-impact life. Now, here's Rick. Welcome to the Point of Impact podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. It's great to have you joining us. Today, last week, we started a new focus on life's too short. You know, life's too short. You hear the phrase all the time, life's too short. Life's too short for what? Well, so we started last week talking about what is life's too short for regrets. You don't want to, life's too short to have regrets. And today I want to, there's a number of things I want to talk about. I want to talk about passion and conflict, but I want to talk today, life's too short to procrastinate. I think it's, you know, if life is short, it is, life's too short, then you know what? Procrastination is a huge issue then. I mean, it's really, 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 really important. So that is what we're going to talk about today. And even if you're not a procrastinator, I still think you can benefit from just talking about time, you know, the value of time and and how can we use our time in the best possible way. So before we jump into that, I have been talking about two big things that are going to be happening this year, two kind of really one, well, both really big, one really, really big, which I'll talk about soon, but this one's a big one too, that I, just two new things that I'm going to be doing that uh, are adding to uh, what this pivot that I took in my life, career, ministry, whatever you want to call it, or after founding a church and pastoring it for 27 years, I pivoted out of that writing, absolutely, yes, if you're looking for a great devotional book, my newest one, This Is Living, is out. You can get it on Amazon. If you're looking for my best-selling book, Turn Your Setbacks into Comebacks. If you need a comeback, there's it's it's a great book and help you enormously. My speaking, being able, instead of turning down so many opportunities because of uh, my responsibilities at the church, being able to say yes to those things, also do some business and corporate type speaking. And those were some of the th- reasons why, but there were, there were more. And uh, here's another one that I just want to share with you along with uh, hopefully soon I'll be able to make the big, the big announcement. This one is that I am going to be doing some coaching for Christian business leaders, specifically business owners and executives. My years of leadership experience, not to mention the spiritual component, the ethical part of it. I'm also joining up with a group that's going to provide some fantastic content and has been in this space for many years. So I'm really excited about it. Now, for for, for right now, there's no virtual group. That may come because I know many of you are listening from literally all over the world, but certainly, you know, you're around America and, and you know, it'd be great. And, and, and I could see that happening someday in the in the virtual sense. But right now it's going to be a local group. So. This is primarily Richmond, Virginia based, but if you're in Richmond, Virginia and listening or you're listening and you have friends in Richmond or contacts or colleagues, I'm starting this uh, coaching group, Gather, going to gather together probably 12, 14, 15 uh, guys to get together and, and coach them each month. It, it's a fantastic, um, it's really a fantastic model a proven model and the content is going to be great. The community, the fellowship, 
is going to be fantastic. It's going to be extremely enriching experience. If you're interested in that, just go to rickmcdaniel.com and just send us a message in the contact area and we will get back in touch with you with more information about it. But I feel like I can really help some uh, Christian business leaders to be more successful, to be more effective, to have a greater work-life balance, and to to make sure that they're really uh, succeeding uh, spiritually, professionally, physically, mentally, in all areas. I'm looking forward to this opportunity. I'm also looking forward to the the interactions because uh, going from years of having so many, 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 many personal interactions uh, to a lot less in my new endeavors, I'm looking forward to to that. So if you're interested in that, let us know. And the other big thing, I hope that soon I'll be able to make the official announcement of another thing I'm going to be doing. And these then kind of fill out what I anticipated I would be doing when I made this incredible change and pivot in my own life. All right. And by the way, just want to say again, we always value reviews, five-star ratings. Appreciate all of that. If you want more, if you're new to the podcast and we know we're gaining a lot of new listeners and got in the top 200 list and all that which is so exciting rickmcdaniel.com if you just go there you can get about the information about the books if you want to have me come and speak there's a place for that you can learn about the articles that i write you can you can see all the stuff that i am doing the the stuff i do with the pray app and pray.com the stuff i do with the bible app and bible.com all of those things are are uh, available, and I've got a, a, a neat announcement coming up on the Bible at part two here pretty soon, so be able to share that with you as well. So, lots of things out there that you can take advantage of, but rickmcdaniel.com is the place to go for all that. All right, life's too short to procrastinate. There's a, a very a powerful and simple verse in the Psalms in the Bible it's Psalm 90 12 and it says teach us to use wisely all the time we have teach us to use wisely all the time we have I mean there's just there's only so much time life's too short right life's short so how do we use wisely the time we have and at the top of the using wisely list is not to procrastinate because to procrastinate is to is literally the polar opposite of using your time wisely the, the famous uh, writer, statesman, philosopher, Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, the German who, by the way, is said to have the highest IQ of all time, like higher than Einstein, higher than anyone. That's what they say, over like 210 or something like that, which is just mind-boggling because anything, based, I mean, really you get above 150 you know you're you're in pretty high territory there and to be at 210 amazing this is what he said the smartest guy ever potentially hell begins the day that god grants you the vision to see all that you could have done should have done and would have done but did not do Hell begins the day that God grants you the vision to see all that you could have done, should have done, and would have done, but did not do. 
I mean, it's chilling kind of thoughts. You say, wow, uh, Rick, that's not your usually positive, inspirational, <laughs> motivational stuff. Well, I would say if you listen to me long enough, you know I like to bring the challenge. I like to bring the strong challenge because it's important. Uh, I obviously love to inspire and motivate for sure. And I don't believe those two things are in any way mutually exclusive. It's a powerful thought to consider. So I just, uh, you know, would just ask you, you know, are you on the path of procrastination? All right. How about if I just kind of walk down the path with you? It starts this way. Hope. I'll start early this time. Then it goes to tension. I've got to start soon. Then guilt. I should have started sooner. I should have started already. Then false reassurance. There's still time. Desperation. What's wrong with me? Intense pain. I can't wait any longer to get started. Resignation. Just get it done. Repetition. Next time, I'll start earlier. I mean, this is like the path of procrastination. Does it ring true? Because procrastination is really, it's like addictive. It really is. It's, it's, it has, literally has like an addictive quality to it. We can't afford to procrastinate on things that really matter. Time is precious. Life's too short. You can't procrastinate because if you do, the important stuff is not going to get done. So that's really, I think, where you start. If you're going to change this procrastination pattern, identify what's important. What's important to you? Many people confuse the urgent with the important, and then they procrastinate about the important. It's, there's a lot there to unpack, let me just say. The difference between urgent and important, a massive difference. And we live in a world that if you do not live according to what's important, urgent will just Tyranny of the urgent, you know, is the reason why that phrase is used. I mean, you'll just go from one thing to this squeaky wheel, the loudest noise, the biggest fire. And you'll just this is obviously, by the way, a horrible way to lead where you, you have no vision. You have no no goals, no values. You're just going wherever, you know, the screaming is, wherever the fire is. That's no way to lead. Your priorities must be scheduled. I have my phrase, maybe you've heard me say it before, it's worth hearing again. I like to say it every chance I get. It was not, wasn't that many talking about this coaching thing, talking with someone about the coaching thing. And they said, you know, you, you get quoted a lot and, and, and um, by this guy I know. And he always says that you said that you don't uh, prioritize your schedule. You schedule your priorities. And I have said that and I stand by it and I'll say it many more times. You don't prioritize your schedule. I mean, you don't look at your schedule and go, how can I make my priorities? No, that'll never work. You schedule in your priorities and then everything else goes around your priorities. That's how you get things done, friends. But again, you, you can't allow the urgent to be confused with the important because the important is what matters. So you schedule in your priorities. You don't prioritize your schedule. You schedule in your priorities. Procrastination wastes today, listen, by postponing it until tomorrow. 
I mean, do you realize how powerful that is to just think about? It's like a double waste. It's like you wasted today and tomorrow. Not good. You got to make sure the important things get done. Now, that, again, requires you to first identify what the important things are. Not the urgent things, the important things. The things that line up with your values, that line up with your goals, that line up with your passion. I'm going to talk about in next week's episode, life's too short to have no passion. When you have passion and you have a passion that you want to pursue, that then reveals itself in what are important, you know, what things are important to you based on your passion. And then those things are the things that have to be scheduled. And those are the things that have to be completed. Those are the things that have to get done. This is where it all starts. And and maybe this is like, you know, like, wow, no wonder I procrastinate. I don't really, I've never really sat down and said what's important or like you say it, but it's not scheduled in. So it's just what's urgent, what's, what's, you know, who's screaming, where's the fire, all this sort of stuff. This is all that, you know, just jerked around, yanked around here, there and everywhere. And you get to the end of the day and it's like, why didn't you get done what I was supposed to get done? Yeah. And that'll happen for the rest of your life until you say, whoa, hold on. This is what is important. These are the things I need to do so that the important gets realized. This is, or, you know, we can back it up. This is what I'm passionate about, which these then, these then are my goals. These are these things I value. This then leads to what's important. The tasks that need to be completed for the goal to be realized in concert with the values that you have driven by the passion that is your passion for your life. That's how this thing works. So we will dig into the passion part next week if that's something that you, you, you need to explore further, you know. Maybe I should have done that one first and then done procrastination. Maybe I reversed the order myself. I don't know. I'm starting to think that just talking with you today here. I had passion originally, then I changed it to procrastination. But let's just say they they certainly go together. Make sure the important things get done, but that would mean you know what the important things are. What do you want to get done? And when do you intend to start it? Life's too short. One of these days, right? One of these days is just none of these days. Someday is a code word for no day. That's it. Things just, they don't ever happen. If you hear one of these days coming out of your mouth, if you hear someday coming your mouth, it should be like, oh, you should get like a jolt. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just said that. That is like the buzzwords of the procrastinator. That is the buzzwords of someone who does not use their time wisely. And life's too short. So why do you think you procrastinate? Let me share with you a few in years of leadership that I've discovered reasons why people procrastinate. And, I, you know, just think about it. Years of leadership had lots of people work for me through the years, worked with a lot of people in many different ways and many different settings and many different teams and groups and boards and all those sorts of things interacted with thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of folks. 
Here's one, fear of failure. Perfection paralyzes performance. Perfection paralyzes performance. Say that five times real fast. Perfection paralyzes performance. Perfection paralyzes performance. It does. It does. You're afraid it's not going to be perfect, and so you end up not even trying. Here's the thought. How about you just give yourself permission to fail? And I've spoken on this, by the way, in this podcast. You can go back and find the episode about failure, fear of failure, because it's a huge one. But I just, is that what it is? You know, you're you're just like, well, I want it to be perfect. I want, let's give up on perfection and replace it with something called excellence. I'll never forget, I was doing these uh, pregame football talks for Liberty University football team a number of years ago. They had been undefeated and they lost their first game. And then this was the following game. So I, in the, in the hotel with them, in the ballroom, before the game, and I say, okay, you're no longer perfect. Perfect season's gone, but you can still be excellent. And you know what? It's true for football, and it's true for life. It's not about being perfect. It is about being excellent, and you can pursue excellence, but not allow perfection to paralyze you. Here's a a second possibility is overwhelming tasks. You're like, oh my gosh, there's all these things that have to be done, all these things that have to be done, all these things that have to be done. Yes, yes, that is the case. And so you the only way you can deal with a bunch of tasks is to set just set you have to set deadlines for yourself. I am just completing the writing of my ninth book. So I think I can talk about this with a little bit of knowledge and experience. And I can t- and I've written them different ways by the by the way. I I have written the books in different ways. So there's not just one way to do it, okay? Like there's been times where I've d- done a bunch of research and then I go away to, you know, some uh beach house somewhere, someplace in the mountains or someone went to Pinehurst one time, golf community and condo, played no golf whatsoever. But I just go where people say, hey, I got a place. And I'm like, can I use it for a week or two? And they're like, yeah, you can use it for free. And I'm like, thank you. And that's what I've done. <clears throat> do all the research at a time and go there and write. That's one way to do it. You know, just set up the make the, the time I'm going this period. I'll be gone for 10 days. This is what I'll be doing. But I've also done it where I've just committed to working on it um, specifically each and every week. But again, it's got to be a set time. I mean, you just have got to have these deadlines. Now, publishers will make, make, make it for you. You know, we will have this chapter by this date and this chapter by that date. But if you're going to, you know, if you're going to write uh, it can't just all be because the, the publisher are, is going to be the one that drives your deadlines. You've got to be able to, to do it yourself. And the same thing applies in so many other things that you want to get accomplished and, and you want to get done is you just have to someone like me, right, who just literally is just pumping out content upon content upon content upon content. I mean, I'm in on social media almost every single day. I've got a weekly podcast 
I write a weekly devotion, speaking. Yeah, I just it, there's just a massive amount of stuff. The only way to get that done is to constantly be thinking and creating and consuming, but also got to have deadlines. Here's um, another one, unpleasant jobs. You procrastinate because it's, it's unpleasant. And so there's, there's two things that, you know, that I can say about that. One is that you can simply say, let's just say taxes, for instance. You know, we're in tax season. So there's two approaches. One would be, oh, I don't want to do this. This is such a pain. I hate doing this. Um, and so you just put it off and put it off. But eventually you say, okay, I'm just going to set the time and I'm going to get it done. Or you could say, I'm going to have somebody else do the taxes. I'm not going to, I'm not doing it. You know, there's, there's, the first thing I think you ask yourself when you have unpleasant tasks is, can somebody else do it? Can somebody else do it? And I've been doing this my whole career. I've been fortunate to have people that, you know, worked with me, for me, whatever you want to call it, that I could just hand things off to that, that I did not want to do. I'm having a meeting next week about the, the coaching group and my assistant is going to be a part of the meeting just for, just for one segment there. And that one segment is about things that she can do, just practical things that she can do to help me so that I don't have to do those things. And I can put my focus on where it needs to be on. So unpleasant job. Either, you know, you just, you got to do it. I think about like uh, changing filters. Um, and, and, and I, you know, it's not something I like to do uh, in the house. I don't do my yard work. You know, there's lots of things that I will f- farm out and say, I'm not doing this. I'm not spending my time doing that. I do that a lot. But changing filters, that's probably just one of those things I've got to do. So every three months, you know, I just have to say, all right, I'm going to get the ladder and get go buy these filters, which are three different sizes and all this different stuff and, you know, whatever. But so sometimes you just have to do it and just schedule it. But if you can farm it off and get somebody else to do it, that may be one way to get past the procrastination. So those are some of the reasons that I've seen that people procrastinate besides the addictive nature that we started with. In other words, those three that I just mentioned combined with just this, this path of procrastination, you know, I'll start earlier and then I, I'll start soon and should have started earlier. And there's still time and, and what's wrong with me and I can't wait any longer and I just got to get it done. And then next time, you know, that, that vicious cycle, there's, there's certainly that as well. So, what can you do practically to say, okay, there's, these are some things that, that I can do. These are some, some steps that I can take. You know, if you wait for the perfect conditions, you're, you're never going to, you're never going to get, get it done. So here we go. Number one, I would say is uh, proactive Proactivity, you know, being proactive prevents procrastination. Just just shift yourself into a I'm a proactive person, not a reactive person, and I'm going to be proactive. And the more that you think proactive, the the less you're going to struggle with 
procrastination. I'm just telling you, it's like a, it's like a, a way to prevent procrastination. Get the vaccine of uh, proactivity. That's 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 really what you need because when you're proactive, you just, you know, you just you're not going to be in a place of procrastination because you're going to always be thinking, okay, this is what I got to do. This is what it's got to be done. This is what I'm going to do. This is, and so you're not reacting because it's the reactive person that ends up procrastinating because as I've said before, they just are running around by the urgent, reacting to things instead of having a vision and being proactive about what it is that you want to do. Here's another one, very practical. Do the hard stuff first. Like that's start your day with the hard stuff. Get the hard stuff out of the way because what happens is if you do the easy stuff, as the day goes on, it gets even harder to do the hard stuff. So do the hard stuff first. Have your to-do list and just, Say, this is what I'm going to do. First thing, I'm going to knock the... I've done this so many times in my life. And can I just tell you, let me just tell you what it's like. It's like, you know, you do it and then it's done. And then it's like, oh man, this is so great. Like it just, it just sets up the rest of your day. Like I took care, I wrote that hard email that I needed to, to write, you know. So now it's, you know, it's done. I did the thing that I didn't really want to do. Um, and now it really sets me up for the rest of the rest of my day. Plus at the beginning of the day is when you're freshest and you know, you have the most energy or your mind is the clearest. This is the time. This is the time to, to just do the hard stuff and just knock it out and, and, and get it done to the best that you can. And again, if it's, if it's something big, then, you know, the, then that's that morning is one chunk, you know, how to eat an elephant one chunk at a time, one bite at a time, you know, so just Little by little, you know, morning after morning after morning. Again, it's one way to, to write a book is to do it that way rather than in big, big chunks like, you know, go away for 10 or 12 days and, and write, you know, a few chapters. You could just knock it off. It's just two ways of doing it, but you got to have a way. Got to quit making excuses. Because... It's easy to do, you know, well, you know, I'm busy and I have a family and I have young children and I'm newly married and I'm older and I <laughs> have less energy. I mean, I can go right down the list, you know, like I'm single and dating, you know, what single and dating to, you know, older <laughs> grandparent, whatever. There'll always be reasons, you know, there always will be reasons. There will always be reasons. But at the end of the day, they're not reasons, they're excuses. This guy once said to me, you know, an excuse is, uh, (laughs) he said, it's the the basis of reason stuffed with a lie. That's what an excuse is. You know, it's like you got reason, but you stuffed it with a lie. Pretty strong. But at the end of the day, you know, it's probably not far from the truth. Here's another, focus on the gain rather than the pain. This is something we do that really is such a simple little trick, mental trick, take it from a guy who believes in how you think, you know, change your thinking, change your life, you know, how you think. Just 
Turn it around. Instead of focusing on the pain, focus on the gain. Or better, focus on the gain instead of focusing on the pain. Positively, get ahead of it. Like, man, when this is done, this is going to be great. I could tell you, whenever I'm struggling, I just turn around in my office and I just look over my left shoulder and I've got five bookcases, six bookcases high, and I can just look at, I got like a corner unit and there's books that I've written, published books just sitting there. Like, this is what the end game looks like. It's pretty, pretty great when you can hold it in your hand. So focus on the gain, not the pain. Break down the tasks into into smaller steps. Again, as kind of what I was saying earlier, if you have a bigger one and you could just work on it each each uh, each day, but even if it's not so big, you know, it's still maybe maybe it's something if you could just break it down and you know and you could knock it off, say within a week, you know, with three different steps in the process, three different tasks that have to be accomplished for it to just break it down instead of like looking at it as a, as a whole, break it down. Give yourself rewards. Absolutely, like just say you know. When this is done, we're going out for a steak dinner. You know, when this is done, we're going to get ice cream or, you know, or, hey, when this is done, I'm taking a fantastic vacation. I mean, I don't know what, you know, little things you procrastinate, big things, you know, I don't know what it might be. So the response could be just the ice cream. It could be a full-blown vacation. So something I remember once we finished a, a giant building project at the church and uh, the church board gave me and my wife uh, like a trip, like go, you know, you've worked like a maniac doing all your regular jobs plus work plus the building stuff and, you know, fantastic. That'll, that'll motivate you. So give yourself rewards. Here's what I know for certain. Life's too short to procrastinate. You procrastinate long enough, man, and you're just going to, you're not going to have the life you want. So don't procrastinate. Get after it and get after it this week. See you next week. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.